Does it sound familiar? Do you think that they've been planning this for more than a couple days? What's next? Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. They already took your free speech. They already muzzled you. The wealthy got super wealthy. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Number one bullshit guy. He do the wee-woo, wee-woo. And the average everyday American got used as a pawn in their sick little game. I'm telling you right now, you're a slave. You want to know what the biggest problem is in our country? You're an inconvenience to all of these people. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman, and I am joined by... Gregory. Or Apollo. <laughs> the, art, the artist formerly known as Gregory. You know, it is uh, it is a, is a little bit crazy what we're dealing with today. And today is going to be um, it's going to be a great podcast. We have a special guest today that I think you guys are all going to love. Um, and one of the things that before we before we bring them on, one of the things that I that I want to point out is that we were right all along. Like the further we get down the pathway, every time we said no, that's not right, we were right. We were right about Fauci, fraud we, we, we were right about the pandemic. We were right about, and one of the things that uh, Dr. Richard Bartlett is going to bring up is going to be about, uh, I, I'm going to ask him about it, about bats and that it came from bats. Um, did, the, did, did the virus come from bats? But I think that as the further we get down the, the rabbit hole, the less likely the radical left is to win because more people are waking up to the reality. So let's just jump right in it um, and bring on Dr. Bartlett. Dr. Bartlett, welcome to the show. Hey, Joe, it's an honor to be with you. It's great to have and you. you it's a pleasure. We had, uh, we had a, a great interview when we met down in, uh, in Colorado Springs uh, last year. And you know we've seen you several times since, so it's a pleasure to have you on the show finally. And I want to I want to give everybody like a little bit of an update on you. I mean, I can read your bio, or I can just let you tell everyone who you are. But you've oh, go ahead. I, all right. Well, I'm an ER doctor, and uh, this weekend, for instance, I was popping shoulders back in that were dislocated, uh, taking care of heart attacks and normal ER stuff. And fortunately, I didn't see one COVID case. The whole 48-hour shift. What a shocker. What? But Joe, <laughs> I can tell you, Joe, that I have taken care of complications from the COVID shot. I had a 62-year-old healthy lady come in. She was healthy before she went to the chain pharmacy that starts with a W and got the COVID shot. Hit the deck there. The pharmacist told her, I wish I wouldn't have given you the shot. She is my patient two hours later in the ER. I'm the ER doctor. She's my patient. She can't move her left side of her body. She can't feel anything on the left side of her body. She has a motor and sensory deficit. She has a stroke. Oh, I've taken wow. care of other uh, transverse myelitis. A lady who gets the shot, comes into the ER, and I'm her doctor. 
and she tries to stand up an hour later and she, her leg, she's paralyzed from the waist down. She has transverse myelitis. I had another patient three weeks ago. She started having weakness and tingling in her uh, toes and, and, and it was an ascending paralysis. She comes in as my patient after three weeks of this worsening weakness and paralysis. She has Guillain-Barre syndrome from the shot, ascending paralysis. I've taken care of multiple diagnoses that are complications from the shot. And so I can tell you, I'm an ER doctor, but I'm telling you what I've seen, Joe. So, so I mean, my, my heart sinks for these people because they go in there and they want to trust. They want to be able to trust the apparatus of government. They want to be able to trust that they would never do this to our, to our population. But it's not true. I mean, you have, uh, f uh, what is it called, Fibrion, fibron or fibrous that is developing in people's veins. Um, you have all sorts of things that, I mean, there, there's a study that, uh, um, uh, that what, what came out of the Tom... Uh, well, hey, Joe, I, yeah. I was actually in the federal courthouse in Fort Worth. I was part of the Freedom of Information Act lawsuit against the FDA to get the Pfizer data on the safety and efficacy that they didn't want to release. The FDA didn't want to release that information, Joe. And they wanted 55 to 75 years before they would release it. We weren't asking them to write an essay. We weren't trying to give them any hard math to do. I don't know why they wanted to wait a whole generation before they released the information. It was just information that was given to them by the manufacturer. Pfizer made that information about the safety and efficacy and gave it to the FDA. They only needed several months to look at it before they said they gave their stamp of approval and put it out on the masses. And then it was mandated all over that you don't have a choice. Roll up your sleeve because your body, the government's choice, not your body, your choice, your children's body, the government's choice, not your, it's insane what's happening as far as parent rights, as patient rights, but that information, Joe, had a list of over 1,200 diagnoses that Pfizer made about their product. And in the middle of that, it had AIDS cancer, Kaposi's sarcoma. AIDS cancer was in the middle of that list, Joe. So, so I mean, so, so I mean, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So they knew, they doubled down, Fauci knew, put this out in the, in the public domain and then force people to get it done, including our military, who, by the way, serve to protect us as Americans. And this is while, again, they had full access to the DMED database, which that's now has come out. Yeah, yeah, now, that, now we're about. seeing all this data come out and the massive increases by thousands of percent uh, in you know, infections for HIV, uh, for neurological disorders, immune disorders, like just down the list. Uh, and they knew this. They had this for nine months. And then again, Lloyd Austin goes ahead and pushes this. And they're still, uh, they're still pressuring our service members and threatening them with, uh, you know, with removal from the armed forces. I mean, this is a criminal conspiracy, honestly, doesn't even come close to, to what we're looking at. You're right, Apollo. And Joe, I want to say, can you think of any medical product that was, uh, that was a, had a potential complication that the manufacturer listed AIDS cancer as a possible complication that got approved by the FDA. Can you think of one? No, no. 
Does this sound like a good idea to you? No, it sounds like an awful idea to me, and it's it's killing Americans. I mean, you're 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 just one ER doctor dealing with multiple cases over and over and over again. Every time you walk into the ER, it's more complications from getting the COVID shot. And I, and I don't know how they're walking away from this. I don't, I don't know how the media isn't covering it. The ma I mean, the, we know the mainstream media is trash anyway, and it's just a part of the government apparatus. But, but why, would they, why would their social conscience not, why would it not affect them? Why, why would they not stand up and say, hey, this isn't right. My grandma died or my brother had, you know, had a stroke. And they're literally doubling down. Even in the media, they're doubling down. Why? Joe, it has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with medical facts. Apollo, do you have the picture of those patients that have the plastic equipment bag over their heads? Yes, yes I do. Yeah, let me put these up. Would you please show those and then show the bag over equipment like it's supposed to be used? Yes, just give me one moment. So, so th this, is, this is unbelievable. I was just in looking at the cuts and... And uh, I, I saw the one where the, the bag was, it even says equipment on the bag, and the bag is being put over the patient. Yeah, so this is just a classic. I think this picture tell, is a picture of medical tyranny. It's pure medical tyranny at a hospital in Odessa, Texas. In the name of COVID, they developed a protocol mysteriously that anyone that tests positive for COVID, even if they're low on oxygen, Joe, they immediately put a plastic equipment bag over their heads down to their elbows. This is a bag that is not made for human use. It's made for equipment covers. It, it says no equipment cover on it. Right across the lady's forehead. That's a child. She's, she's a teenager. She's a minor. That's what it's made for. But this hospital decided that if you test positive for COVID, not only do you need to wear a mask under it, but you need to have a plastic bag. That young lady used to be the trainer, used to be an extrovert. She was a trainer for all the sports. She was in the middle of everything, a social butterfly. She, comes, she develops COVID. She tests positive. Her oxygen is low at home. Her mother does the right thing and seeks help. She goes to the hospital, the county hospital, a level two trauma center, and they test her and immediately pull a bag out. Joe, this bag comes in a roll. Like if you go to the grocery store and you're in the produce section and you got to rip the bag off, that's how this comes. And so they rip this non-sterile bag off of a roll that's made to go over equipment and they start to put it over the daughter and the mother says, what are you doing? And they said, this is what we do. And there was no talking back. They put the bag over the young lady. She had no oxygen. Her oxygen was already low. Her oxygen saturation was in the 80s. And then they put the bag over her head, the opposite of giving her oxygen. And when they did that, Joe, she was feeling anxious and claustrophobic like everybody does when they're hypoxic, low on oxygen. And so she reaches under the bag to try to pull the mask off her face and she gets scolded. They start barking at her, put that mask back on. And she's helpless desperate she puts the mask back on underneath the bag this is an example of non-science not it has nothing to do with reality it has nothing to do with patient care this is an example of medical tyranny that has been forced on the world on humanity but on americans in the united states joe we used to have medical ethics 
And several principles of medical ethics, you heard of a couple of them, like the Hippocratic Oath. Number one, do no harm. Harm. Number, Number two, alleviate human suffering. But the first one is autonomy. Your body, your choice. You get to decide if you're a competent adult what treatment care you want or what you're going to refuse. That has been stomped on. They have trampled human rights, patient rights, medical ethics. And beyond that, Joe, the the fourth tenet of medical ethics is justice. And I'm ready for that to be served. That is a part of medical ethics. There has been no justice so far. So, so as, as I sit here, I mean, it's, it's no secret that I'm, I personally want to punch people in the face who, are, who do things to hurt other people, right? And they say that, uh, you know, Joe, you're, you're called to violence, and I think violence begets violence. So I want to ask the question, isn't this violence? Isn't this violence against Americans? Isn't this abusing Americans? This is, this is a young teenager, and she's being abused. Yeah. Joe, if you walked past, if you walked into a daycare and you saw a kid sitting in the corner that was a minor with a pl- and they were putting a plastic bag over her head i would i would tell would the, i would I, I wouldn't call anybody what would we call it? I, we would call abuse that abuse child abuse but they were also putting this plastic bag over elderly people coming from nursing homes that had aphasia that could not speak for themselves does that does that anger you at all um you have no idea how much anger I, I feel for this. And, and I, and I, and, I, and, and the, it's not just anger. It's, it's that heavy emotion of watching them abuse people. Like I'm just, I'm not built that way. And I think that most Americans aren't. And it, it shocks our sensibility that, that there are people that are in these positions of trust and authority at hospitals would tolerate it. Dr. Barlow, Joe. why do doctors, Joe. why are they tolerating it? Joe, for almost a year, doctors and nurses and therapists and orderlies watched patients rolled in wheelchairs with plastic equipment bags over their heads down the halls of this hospital. And Joe, the, to show how ridiculous this is, they were told to keep that bag and use it over and over again. I thought COVID was highly contagious. I thought that a, you know that would be a bio-waste, a biohazard that you would throw in the biohazard red bag. But you know what? They were sent home with this, with their possessions after they were released from the hospital. If they survived, they got to keep the bag. It was in their to-go home bag from the hospital. Makes None perfect of this sense. Right. Weren't we told as kids not to put bags over our head? I'm I was, just trying yeah. to remember <laughs> if that was a thing. And anyone that knows anything about basic science knows that hot air rises and that putting a bag over your head will cause a disproportionate amount of oxygen not to be in that area, right? Because it, it's not permeable. It's not like the, the, the oxygen can leak out. Um, so... I mean, we're, 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 we're seeing the medical establishment violate even the most simple common sense uh, like ideas and instincts that people would have. And now we're told that because they're the experts, we need to follow these protocols. Um, and I want to real quickly, Dr. Bartlett, I want to play this, this video of Anthony Fauci that you sent over uh, and then a really short one of, of Saki, uh, who just made a statement. 
Uh, so I'm going to play this real quickly. Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Should she get a flu shot? Well, no. If she got the flu for 14 days, she's as protected as anybody can be because the best vaccination is to get infected yourself. And so she if, not she get it? if she really has the flu, if she really has the flu, she definitely doesn't need a flu vaccine. Next, if she really has the flu, she right. should not get it again. No, she doesn't need it because the, it, it's the be, it's the most potent vaccination is getting infected yourself. Okay, so now that's Anthony Fauci, the same one who, uh, you know, went back and forth for the last two years, define all logic and reason and research. And here's now uh, Jen Psaki uh, just this CDC week. CDC recommended continuing the order for additional time, two weeks, uh, to be able to assess the latest science in keeping with its responsibility to protect the American people. So this is obviously a disappointing decision. The CDC continues recommending wearing a mask in public transit. Uh, as you know, this just came out this afternoon. So right now, the Department of Homeland Security, uh, who would be implementing, and the CDC are reviewing the decision. And of course, the Department of Justice uh, would make any determinations about litigation. Several things Two come more to weeks. mind, Joe. <laughs> Number one, what slow learners they are. You talk about being a slow learner, two and a half years, give me a break. Number two, they talk about wanting to protect the public. They, how have they done on that? What kind of grade would you give them, Joe? An F plus. I F mean, plus I'd give, is generous. I would just give them the plus just because, you know, there's people that are, you know, that are standing up in the government because that's how these reports got out um, that Tom Renz is, is filing lawsuits on. I, I don't know if you know this, and, and, I'm, and, and maybe you do, but the government now has put out an um, order to find lawyers to, that they're, they're, they're preparing for it for the onset of lawsuits against the federal government for um, injuries, vaccine injuries. And they're doing it in all 50 states. So you, they know so you that there's ask, a problem. Why would they do that? Hey, did you know we just, when we did that federal lawsuit, the Freedom of Information Act, that's simple. We're just wanting the information. Why would a doctor want information about a medical product that they're going to present to a patient and give to a patient? Maybe because they feel a responsibility to tell informed consent, the risk and the benefits. And how can we give that information if we don't have the information? How radical is that that we'd like to have the information so we can inform our patients and let them make an intelligent decision? Okay, so can I, now I need to ask you a couple questions that just, they're, that, you know, we had Dr. Artis on, and Dr. Artis talked about snake venom and peptides, and so I have dug in in a way that is unhealthy for me, because I love to read, and, uh, you know, I, I, but I have this doubt, because I'm thinking to myself, all right, you can't, well, you can actually synthesize um, peptides in snake venom and you could use that and you could actually infect water and it does have a long shelf life if you did it that way. So I'm, I'm going through all this stuff, but, but my, my mind just goes to, it can't be true. So I need to ask you, you're a medical doctor. What's the, so, what's so the probability? The, so, uh, they can make uh, snake peptides. They have isolated the the D DNA and RNA sequences that are involved in snake venom. Yeah. Venom has many peptides, many proteins that do different things. There's neurotoxins that would affect the brain. Yeah. 
Oh, have we heard about brain fog? Have we heard about people not being able to think clearly? Yeah. Have we heard about uh, neurologic disorders lately in the last two years? There's also clotting uh, coagulopathies where it affects the clotting. Some of the snake venom peptides will cause clotting. Others will cause you to bleed easily, depending on the peptide. Have we heard about that in the last two years, clots uh, in the last two years? Uh, there's many uh, correlations here. And what Brian Artis did was he, he basically did a deep dive. He pulled on a string and, and it was shocking what he uncovered. Over 1,200 articles and scientific papers that show that there are definitely, there's not only research uh, showing that there's a correlations, 1,200 articles, scientific journal articles that show correlations between COVID and snake venom, but how many scientific journals validate bats in COVID? Zero. None. And so there's None. obviously something here. I say, let the science speak for itself. Let the articles speak for themselves. Uh, Apollo, do you got that one uh, Venom Tech that I sent to you? Uh, yes, yes I do. Can um, you show that to the viewers? And do you want the Venom Tech article or the, the National News one? Uh, you can show them both. Okay. We're, we're, about, uh, dis we're about informing the public. We're not trying to censor. We want to show everything. So Venom Pep is a company that makes Venom peptides. Isn't that crazy? Show the other one. So there are literally corporations that have been funded by the, that ha apparently have funding from the NAID, where Fauci's from, and also have funding from the NIH that their sole purpose is to make Venom peptides, snake venom peptides, not bat saliva, not bat anything, but we're talking about snakes. I think this is really interesting. And I had no idea. I, I, ha I am an ER doctor and I have treated rattlesnake bite victims. Right. And so I'm very familiar with rat what rattlesnake venom does. And uh, this is, uh, there's obviously something to this. I don't personally, I don't think it's in the water. Uh, personally, I, 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 I do know that a hero, Senator Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul, had a fistful of evidence of gain-of-function research funding, and he was shaking that under Anthony Fauci's nose on the Senate floor. Do you remember that, Joe? I do, yeah. And so he showed the, the money trail for the gain-of-function research. What is gain-of-function research? That's where you gene splice and put in dangerous segments of DNA or RNA code into a benign, highly contagious coronavirus that's highly contagious. And why would you do? Why would you make a bioweapon, a weapon of mass destruction? Are those? Do those exist? They do exist. But I'm going to really quickly do an ad read. Uh, so this podcast brought to you by Air Medcare Network. Um, if you're in a rural area, it's hard to reach. Or if you like to hike, or you, you frankly, you spend a lot of time on the road. Health insurance won't always cover you at the cost of an American, or excuse me, an emergency medical flight. God forbid it ever happened to you. But with Air Medicare Network, 
you're covered. For as little as $85 a year, your whole household will be covered. There are no deductibles in case you ever need to be air medically transported. There's also a secondary one that if you are in a different state, they can fly you back uh, to the state so you don't have a, as heavy a burden on your family getting to you. So if you use promo code daily um, and you go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily, you'll receive up to a $50 e-gift card when you sign up today. I've been a member for the last year and a half. So go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Well, and, and I think that, uh, y- you know, if, if we're, so I personally got COVID. I lost my taste, my smell, my, my oxygen level dropped below 70. Um, I had long-standing problems with COVID after, and I'm talking like chest. I, I worked out every day. I, I gained weight. I had massive amounts of where I would cough for what, four or five or six months, right? I would have a coughing issue. So what I did is I started taking ivermectin as a prophylactic for longer periods of time, and it seemed to clear it up. I mean, I don't know if that's the right thing. I just called my doctor friend. And he's like, start taking ivermectin, see if it helps. So that leads me to believe that, you know, the more I reach in and talk about ivermectin, that it, you know, they kept it away from people. So they kept it away from people, it killed people. Um, but I look at the, the correlation and, you know, the, the part of me that says that, and I've read many of those 1200 articles, the part of me that looks at that and looks at gain of function and the Wuhan, uh, laboratory and the fact they told us to stay away from it, we know they created it, but the evil that it would take to create something to kill people and then keep the thing that would actually save their life away from them while then injecting them with something that is going to do more harm to them and kill more people seems beyond evil. It's almost like a new level of evil. But that, that's really what you're saying, isn't it? I mean, that's what they're doing. Well, I've seen non-science. How do you explain putting a plastic bag over a patient's head that's low on oxygen for a year as a, as a protocol of a hospital? I can't. I can't believe it if you didn't. And so, Dr. Barlett, I want to, and I want you to correct anything that I say that's wrong because I, you know, I I like to consider myself, you know, fairly well read and I I do my best to educate myself on a lot of this stuff. But, you know, we do have you on for a reason, and that's because you you are an authority in this this space. Um, Regarding the venom theory, we'll call it that, I think, somewhat uh, inappropriately. Number one, what Joe just said and what we've said is true for quite a while is no matter what this turns out to be, whether it comes from snake venom, whether it doesn't, whether it's just a virus, whether it's something totally different, it does not in any way uh, diminish the gravity of what has been done to people, of what has been done to people in this country. It does not change the fact that they were doing this research. A lot of people here were affected by it. They shut down the economy. They cost people lives. They banned and tried to remove the ability and the opportunity for people to get treatments that did help them, many of which you were uh, a large advocate for early on. So none of that changes. They are still, in my opinion, committing and have been committing genocide on the people in this country and all over the world. That being said, the snake venom theory, and I want to say this and I want to be very critical of it for this point because it's important, because in order for us to move forward, I think we do not need a truth or a community's truth. We need objective truth. So if the if the theory has any merit, it needs to be, you know, it, it needs to be investigated, and those parts of truth need to be uh, identified and communicated. And if there are any parts of it that do not add up, they need to be destroyed in the court of public opinion, just like some of these other political issues we've been dealing with, because we need objective truth. We do not need any more lying. We do not need any more garbage or anything drawing people off of 
off of the truth. But I see, uh, as compelling as, as Dr. Artis' theory is, it is still a theory. There are a lot of unknowns, and there could be some, uh, some things that don't line up in the cr clinical presentation that we're seeing with COVID patients. The big issues that I see with critics of the information that he presented are really four. Number one, it was, I think, inappropriately named Watch the Water, the way that Stu Peters uh, named it. And the biggest harm that I see in that is Dr. Artis came forward and said, I may have been able to identify the active shooter. And now people are focusing on a car that he might have driven to the scene. That's number one. Number two, um, I think nomenclature, calling it a snake venom theory, is is not, I think it's harmful because, again, the evidence doesn't say they're just dumping snake venom into people. This is likely a synthetic derivative in some form or fashion of a peptide, a protein, an organoid, something like that. And then number three, now we're seeing after months and months of Dr. Artis, who was still a chiropractor then, calling and blowing the whistle on remdesivir and identifying exactly with the research the harm that it was doing, uh, no one called him out for his credibility or his, his background. But now that he's come out with something like this, all of a sudden uh, he's a chiropractor and he doesn't know what he's talking about, which is the same uh, tactic that the CDC and Fauci and Deborah Burks and Jen Psaki have used to uh, demonize anyone who spoke in support of ivermectin, of hydroxychloroquine, or against the safety and efficacy of remdesivir and COVID in general. Uh, I think that's well said. And I will say 1,200 articles can speak for themselves. The American people have a brain. They can look at the evidence. But nobody would have even looked this direction without Brian Artis being brave enough to at least put out a theory. And, you know, in, sci in, in science for, for hundreds of years, we will do a theory and then, and then it'll be proved or Tested. disproved. But yeah. we, don't, we, don't we don't shoot the messenger. We don't destroy a scientist if his theory is not accurate. Obviously, there's some truth to this. And I'm going to say, Joe, those that most vehemently attack Brian Artis right now, personally attack him, are outing themselves as controlled opposition. I, and, and that I can 100% agree with. I, I can agree with that 100%. And I, and I think that, and, and I had this conversation with someone who has a very big following that called me and said, Joe, you know, you had me at hello and you had me with all the stuff with election fraud, but then you brought someone in that talked about snake venom. And I go, that's not what I did. I brought someone in came to talk about peptides. And by the way, he brought the receipts. It's not like he just walked in and said, hey, let me just tell you what's happening, right? He, he brought us to the front where he said, look, they're talking about it all over the medical community, and the public's not seeing it. He didn't make up the articles. Joe, Joe why can't we talk about bats for two and a half years without being slapped, without being called names, yeah. with no evidence, not a shred, but you have 1,200 scientific articles that Brian Artis has unearthed, and he's saying, what is this? And we can't say, what is this? Well, I think that I think it's a I think it's a bigger problem that, that we're dealing with with the apparatus saying, "Look over there, right? Look over there, look over there," so they can take their attention away from it, which gives credibility to what he's saying. It's not again, I, to me, it's the level of evil, because that means that they manufactured this in order to kill people, and then they hey, manufactured. Hey, Joe, I got a, a newsflash, and you already know this: there are chemical weapons. There are biological weapons. There are nuclear weapons. There are conventional weapons. There's uh, there's a kinetic warfare. 
biological weapons have been around for a long time. And we have been victims in the United States of anthrax attack of, of different uh, bioweapons. And so, listen, uh, this is what gain of function research is all about at a at a at a virology bioweapon lab in Wuhan. And there's there's they're at other places, too. And so what do they do? They take something that's highly contagious and they weaponize it. And what would they weaponize it with? Maybe Brian Artis has brought something that we could discuss. Maybe they, maybe he found a link there. I think he did personally. And you're a and medical you, doctor. And you're a medical doctor. That has treated rattlesnake bites. Uh, and so I know what rattlesnakes can cause. I know that the I, I've studied the venom and, and I've given anti-venom. And so that, that I think he found part of the problem. But how about the other part? Apollo, can you show that uh, study that came out of Thailand about how to tr use HIV medicines for COVID? Ah, yes. And so, Joe, here's the smoking gun as far as I'm concerned. Pfizer is the company that made the list of adverse events, of bad outcomes that could happen with their product. And in the middle of that 1,200 plus diagnoses is Kaposi's sarcoma, AIDS cancer. What in the world is AIDS cancer being listed as a possible bad outcome from a shot, from a medical product that's going to be FDA approved? Why in the world would you have Kaposi's sarcoma and AIDS cancer as a possible adverse event from a product? And why would that be approved, FDA approved? And why did they find some evidence of, of HIV medicines being effective against COVID? And that, being, and that information was absolutely suppressed in the, in the mainstream media. So, it's interesting so, that it says only 48 hours. So do me a favor, put that back up again. I'm going to read this to for the audio version. Go back to the top and I'll start reading it. Uh, it says cocktail of flu. This is from Reuters, by the way. Cocktail of flu, HIV drugs appear to appears to help fight coronavirus, Thai doctors say. And uh, Thai doctors have seen success in treating severe cases of the new coronavirus with combination of medications for flu and HIV with initial results showing vast improvement 48 hours after applying the treatment, they said on Sunday. Keep going down. The doctors from uh, Raja... Rahiva Thi Hospital in Bangkok said a new approach in coronavirus treatment has improved the condition of several patients under their care, including one 70-year-old Chinese woman from Wuhan who tested positive for the coronavirus for 10 days. And as they go down, they keep going down. Uh, yep, there we go. Uh, I think that's it. Okay. So, Joe, I I'm going to ask some questions. All right. Number one, what the heck? Why, why, why would HIV drugs even be looked at for treating COVID? Number two, why is AIDS cancer on the list of, that Pfizer made as a potential bad outcome with their COVID shot? Why is that on the list? That's never been on the list before for any medical product that's ever been pushed out. And some of them have been recalled because they were dangerous. Hello. I'm just asking questions. And then finally, who's the doctor who has been the spokesman? He's been the poster child of HIV research for 40 years, who's been chasing a vaccine to HIV and AIDS for 40 years and failed over and over again. 
Has anyone heard what Anthony Fauci has been involved in for the last 30 or 40 years, Joe? No. Actually, I mean, we have, we have HIV because we have that article from 1982 um, of Anthony Fauci saying that you literally could just be in the same room with someone and catch AIDS. The video, you mean? Oh, yeah. He's been an AIDS expert. He's been immersed in AIDS. He's been the guy around, uh, around genetics, around immunity, around HIV specifically for 40 years. And then we've got um, HIV medicines being effective against something that he's the guy that's going to bring us the answer to. We've got Kaposi sarcoma, AIDS cancer on the list of possible bad outcomes by Pfizer that's using the spike protein of COVID to treat it. And by the way, what does, what does venom have in it? It's a mixture of poisons. It's not, when you talk about snake venom, different snakes have different uh, components. Peptides are proteins. And so they have different peptides that do different things. Clotting, affecting the heart, affecting the brain, the nervous system. Oh, hello. I think we've seen some patterns in the last two years. I say that there's something to be that needs to be looked at, and the evidence can speak for itself. So, look, I got bit by a copperhead um, snake when I was a kid. And Are I'm you bragging? You, you got to have every <laughs> disease, though. I mean, look, this was it was unbelievable because <laughs> I was playing with the snake. I found the snake, thought it was a gardener snake, and it turned out to be a copperhead snake. I got bit in my hand, and my hand swelled up the size of a watermelon. It was cr the craziest thing ever. So I go to the doctor, and I was like, yeah, I got bit by a snake. Well, what kind of snake? Well, I don't know. I went home and took it out of the thing, brought it in. He's like, that's a copperhead snake. <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought it was a gardener. <laughs> doctor thought I was nuts, cut the head off the snake, and then they, you know, they knew how to treat it. But the amount of pain that I was in uh, getting bit by a copperhead was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. One, you so, know, snakes are dangerous. One, so... This is some of the stuff that you've sent over as well. Uh, I mean, we now know, especially after after finally getting the DMED data and the uh, the what was it CM data from Dr. Renz. Uh, I mean, th this is just some some information that you sent over just before the show. R Rhode Island, they, they've been pushing this lie that uh, the only way to treat this is through uh, you know this vaccination campaign, which is not a vaccination. Rhode Island now highest vax rate, highest COVID infection rate. Uh, this is just recently. Uh, remdesivir. Uh, this is from uh, this is from December, uh, just a few months ago. Remdesivir recalls uh, glass particulates, causing stroke and possibly death. All right, let's let's read a little bit of this because this yeah, was an ahead. interesting article. Um, so, remdesivir recall warns glass particulates can cause stroke and even lead to death. And if you go down a little bit further, this is interesting. Uh, Gilead Science. Sciences uh, Inc. said they recalled tens of thousands of vials of its COVID-19 drug treatment remdesivir due to glass contamination, which it warned could lead to adverse effects such as stroke or even death. The company said Friday it would carry out a voluntary recall of two lots of the coronavirus product in the United States after receiving a customer complaint and determining that some vials were contaminated. Okay, take that down. You know, Dr. Bartlett, let me ask you a question. Is it possible that they are literally creating different lots of things and that they are adding things to it that they know will adversely affect people? I can't say it's not possible, Joe. But I can also tell you 55,000 vials that could treat 11,000 patients being recalled and we never really had that go out far and wide. That was information that was a blip on the radar and suppressed. And then look at Moderna. 
Moderna recalls 764,900 COVID-19 vaccine doses after contamination found. And this is on April 9th, 2022. If you go down, Mr. Producer, the U.S. pharmaceutical and biotech company Moderna on Friday issued a recall in Europe involving 764,000 doses of its COVID-19 vaccine spike vax after contaminants were discovered in a vial. The lot has been recalled due to a foreign body being found in one vial in the lot manufactured at the company's contract manufacturing site, Rovi. Moderna in Spain's Rovi Pharma Industri Industrial Services said in a joint statement, the drug maker did not specify what kind of foreign substance was found and had recalled the whole lot out of an abundance of caution. Contamination was traced to just one vial in the batch. Investigators did not believe the contamination posed a risk to other vials in the lot. Okay, so if they don't believe that there's a contamination in other vials, why do they recall all 764,000 vials? That goes against every practice of actuarial, uh, you know, caution that any company would use, including auto, auto manufacturers. If they didn't think there was a risk of something, I do not believe for one second they would have pulled it. So let's talk about what's in these shots. In the Moderna vaccine has SM-102. Have you heard about that, Joe? I have not. SM-102 has nothing to do with messenger RNA for the spike protein. You can look up SM-102 made by the Cayman Chemical Company. And I actually printed off the OSHA paper uh, that the Cayman Chemical Company turned in about SM-102. At the top of it, in bold letters, it says, not for human or animal use. Why would we go any further? Well, we shouldn't. But, it, but if you look at it, it says it can cause infertility, can cause miscarriage, can cause cancer. Joe, which one of those is a good one? None of those. But that, you know, right. this is, remember what Nicki Minaj came out and talked about one of her relatives who became sterile after taking the vaccine. And then she was chastised, shut down. Twitter banned her from Twitter, all because she was talking truth about one of her relatives in, I think it was Jamaica, right? So this is a, a synthetic uh, amino uh, lipid, which is used in combination with other lipids to form lipid uh, nanoparticles. Yeah, so, you know, it, it also, and it says not for animal or human use. And then yes. I said the three publications that they put in bold letters. And so you wonder, so you go to this, the CDC website and it says, don't worry about these vaccines. They're all basically, you know, uh, the components are in food products. That's not a food product. Okay, so um, if you go to uh, the explanation, or excuse me, the, uh, um, um, the description of SM-102, it says these are used for delivery of the mRNA-based vaccines, and in particular, the SM-102 forms part of the drug delivery system for the Moderna vaccine 19 or COVID-19 vaccine. So they're admitting that they're putting this that is not for human consumption or animal consumption inside of something that they're injecting into your body. It's, and if you look at the bottom, it says for research use only, not for animal or human use. It does. I saw you, I saw you scroll past that. Can you show that to the, to the yeah, viewers? It says right on the right-hand side, it says warning, this product is not for human or veterinary use. It also says that this is the product call. insert. It says this right at the bottom of the product insert, right at the bottom there. This product is for research use only, not for human or veterinary di diagnostic or therapeutic use. Do not Hello. ingest, inhale, get eyes on skin or in safety, clothing. Safety data. This material should be considered hazardous until further information becomes available. Do not ingest, inhale, get in eyes or skin or on clothing. 
Wash thoroughly after handling before use. And user must review the complete safety data sheet, which has been set, sent via email to your institution. So, Joe, when someone goes to a chain pharmacy and they roll up their sleeve because the, the president, uh, Joe Biden, says that he's losing his patience, and are they told that SM-102 is not good for your dog, your guinea pig, your ferret, or you? They're not told that. No. No, they're not. So, so let you know. I always say we need to work the problem, Dr. Bartlett. How do we work the problem? How do we how do we work this problem? We put, we put this information out there. We tell everyone share this, share this, share this. You know, tens of thousands of people will listen to this interview, or listen to this interview live. Another tens of thousands will actually listen to this on the audio version and and on um, and on replays. But how 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 do we work the problem? How do we get to the place where we get more of this information out there? And what is our recourse? Joe, so uh, talking to people, uh, just the weekend, I was talking to the nurse that worked with me and he had received a couple shots because he felt like he needed to and that was the right thing to do as an American citizen because that's what the president said. And he says, what, was the, what turned the light bulb on for him, what made him think twice was when he heard that the FDA did not want to release the safety and efficacy data for 55 to 75 years. That resonated with him. Yeah. Everything else didn't make sense. But when he heard that and he could not say that that was not true, that made a difference. And I, my, my wife told me a quote that she heard the other day, that the truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. You just need to let it out. It'll defend itself. And so what you're doing with your show, Conservative Daily Podcast, is powerful. The, you, if you do share the truth, it will help people. It will set people free from a delusion. And the facts are the facts. If there's nothing to hide, then why would you hide it for 55 to 75 years? Apparently, there's something to hide. But I think the smoking gun, Joe, the smoking gun is AIDS cancer, Kaposi's sarcoma, listed by Pfizer about their product as a potential. They want to call it adverse events of special interest. I would reword that. Adverse events are bad outcomes. Special interest, I'd say, especially interesting bad outcomes would be a better title for over 1,200 diagnoses, including AIDS cancer. So, so tell everyone what AIDS cancer does. Like, what, where, what is, how does it manifest? You know, I mean, it's absolutely terrible. I mean, as, as you were talking, I was looking it up going, oh, this is unbelievable. So, so Joe? How can someone have AIDS cancer if they don't have get AIDS? AIDS is acquired. You're not right. born with it. Right. That means you didn't have it and then you got it. And so if you got a product that says that that's a potential complication, I think people can connect the dots. But what happens with AIDS? Acquired immune deficiency syndrome is their immune system gets knocked out. And when their immune system no longer works, it can't do what it normally does, recognizing cancer cells when they develop and killing them. That's called immune surveillance. And that happens from birth. When we have abnormal cells that are, are, are made from time to time in our body, our immune system is immune surveillance. It's out looking for the, uh, this liver cancer cell that might form or a spleen cancer cell or an abnormal white blood cell for leukemia or lymphoma and normally our immune system will recognize it and trigger it to be killed. But with AIDS, you have an increase of every cancer. And then you also have some cancers that don't normally happen to anybody. 
And that's what this is. Kaposi sarcoma is pathognomonic is a fancy word for AIDS. When you have a positive HIV test and then you have Kaposi sarcoma, you have AIDS. And so who wants AIDS? No one. No one wants AIDS. I mean, they've been running, we've been running away from it for the last 45, 50 years, right? So, Smoking gun, Joe. The smoking gun. This is, is unbelievable. AIDS. So I got one more uh, that I have to read, which is IP Vanish. Um, you know, IP Vanish is, helps with um, safely browsing the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP or advertisers. You can use IP Vanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IP Vanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even the physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes it virtually impossible for them to find you online. If you use IP Vanish on limited device, you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computer, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick. Um, is guaranteed at an incredible 70% off your yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, just like getting nine months for free. So IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today and brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trusted Pilot. Go to IPVanish.com daily. Use the promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash daily daily. And, and by the way, Pfizer is also doing some other things. Put up that article, if you would, Apollo. And, and uh, Dr. Barlow, I want you to tell me what you think of this. Pfizer buys pharmaceutical company. This is in December of 2021. Pfizer buys pharmaceutical company that makes heart medication to solve the problem caused by mRNA vaccines. And it goes through and says the big pharma company Pfizer recently bought another pharmaceutical company specializing in producing heart medication. Coincidentally, some of these heart medications can counteract the heart problems caused by Pfizer's Wuhan coronavirus mRNA vaccine. Pfizer recently signed an agreement with Arena Pharmaceuticals to purchase the company. Arena is the clinical stage biopharmaceutical bio uh, firm based in San Diego, specializing in developing immunoinflammatory treatments. Dr. Bartlett, what, what do you think of this? I, I don't understand that. I think it's hilarious that it has the word coincidentally. Read that sentence again that says coincidentally. So it says, uh, coincidentally, some of the heart medications can counteract the heart problems caused by Pfizer's Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 mRNA vaccine. And by the way, this is written by Dr. Eddie Betterman, uh, who is a medical doctor. Yeah, so I think that's hilarious that they would put the word coincidentally. They're buying it and putting it in there uh, and, and if you look at the medicine, if you if you'll go ahead and research the medicine and your viewers will, because your viewers think they have a brain and they'll look up this medicine and they'll see, gosh, that's not what we're supposed to be using it for. As a matter of fact, it says don't even put that in the vein. Uh, don't let that you're not supposed to inject it because it if you get it outside of the out of outside of the bloodstream, outside of a blood vessel, it can cause tissue necrosis kill the tissues. It has a long list of complications that it can cause. And you know why they put that in? For the children shots. Why would we give that to the children? Because they're having heart attacks, because they're having myocarditis, because they're having all these rare heart complications that are no longer deniable. And they're no longer denying them, Joe. And so they, they put this medicine in trying to decrease the heart complications that they're causing with their shot. 
That's what's happening in my opinion. So, so I mean, I'm, I'm trying to put a, a kind of big bow around this and, and I, and I'm, I, I look at it and go, you know, how many, how are there more doctors out there? I mean, are you guys starting to, de to develop an alliance of doctors around the country where you're having these conversations and building a, a documentum of all the cases that you have and, and standing together to, I mean, frankly, to go out on tour. I mean, it, is that something that's a possibility? Is it something that, you know, and, 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 I, and I don't know, I'm thinking out loud, trying to figure out all the, the answers to this, these questions, because I want to work the problem. I want to give people an opportunity to say, all right, we have all this, all this information that shows that they're committing genocide. Let's call it what it is. What do we do with it? Because these leaders have abandoned us and they betrayed us and betrayed our trust. So, so what's the next step? I mean, they, they're committing violence against us. They're, they're killing us. Many doctors have betrayed your trust and the trust of the American people. Uh, on January 1, 2020, the American healthcare system got hijacked. And a few people that I'd never heard of before, including Anthony Fauci, became the spokesman for what our strategy should be. And Joe, 20 years ago, we would watch B-roll uh, out of China uh, on the evening news that there's a flu outbreak in China. And we'd see the B-roll of Chinese people walking down the streets outside with uh, surgical masks on. And we would think, how ridiculous. Every doctor said, that's ridiculous 20 years ago. But this strategy came out of China. China had the outbreak. China said social distancing, lockdowns, wear surgical masks, which are made for bacteria, wear that for a highly contagious virus. Hey, Apollo, put up that picture, that, that meme about masks, if you would, please. <laughs> uh, let me find this. It is the and so, actually smoke. really funny. So, Joe, you know, uh, look at that. I think that tells the story right there. And yet they need two more weeks to study the evidence to decide whether a mask works. I think we've seen there was a first wave, second wave, third wave, fourth wave. If it didn't work the first three times, I have a fellow who told me if my dog got rabies shot three times and then got rabies, I'd say something was wrong. Um, you know, people have common sense. This isn't a problem with the people and their common sense. This is at the top. This is who has been positioned for, to pull the trigger and cause this craziness to take place. And that happened January 1, 2020. But what can we do about it? We get the information out, which is what you're doing, which is more valuable than you realize, Joe. And the more the people are starting to wake up. And, that, and I am speaking on the Reawaken America tour from state to state. And I am putting the information out. It's an amazing thing to experience the censorship that I've experienced when I presented a, a treatment strategy that President Trump, with his own hand, picked up a pen and wrote budesonide in a, in a roundtable meeting July of, it was around July of 2020. And, and you know what? I don't think I've ever heard budesonide come out of his mouth, even though it's been proven by Oxford University. And no one in the federal government or legislature at the federal level, other than Senator Rand Paul, he actually spoke on Fox about, we have some effective strategies that work, monoclonal antibodies and budesonide, but it has been suppressed. And as far as doctors go, many doctors have let the American people down. They have not kept their Hippocratic oath. They have failed the public. 
They have been moral fa failures because they've seen a failed treatment strategy and they have pushed it of late care only, which has absolutely caused devastation and death and disability. And somebody should be held accountable. But we, I, I know Tom Renz well. I know many of the names that you've mentioned, Joe. There are many people who are speaking out and you're, you two are on the list of people who are standing up for the American people and I appreciate that. This is how we make a difference is we get the information out and then people say, uh, my kids are not the government's property. My body is not the government's property. That's how it works in China, but that isn't what's gonna work in my family. Well, and they're, they're, they're creating more holes in the boat with CRT and gender fluidity, and we're fighting on every front. And I think that this is one of the reasons why I say learn the power of the word no, and that we have to get in the gap. I mean, it, it takes all of us to get in the gap to say, hey, we're not going to tolerate this anymore, and we're going to get rid of, um, we're going to get rid of these, these, these monsters. We'll call them monsters. And it's why I talk about how, you know, selection, not election, and how the, the stealing of the election had to happen. They had to steal an election in 2020. And they had to continue to double down on this fraud in order to continue to be able to, to get away with the things they're getting away with, with the people that have been selected to, to not question any of this. Because our leaders largely are anemic. They're anemic at every level, state, federal, it doesn't matter. And so getting to the bottom of this and, and getting the, the message out is one. But after that, how, and, and, and this is, by the way, me working the problem in my head, we have, to, we have to get back to safe, fair elections. We have to, as parents, say no to the schools or pull your kids out of the school. And we have to eliminate some of the, the government apparatus which is, is causing this pain. They're saying the quiet, quiet part out loud now. They really are. But holistically, you, know, the, you have the Reawaken America tour, which I think is an ama amazing tour. But I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to say this, and this isn't putting words in your mouth. This is me saying the quiet part out loud for us. At some point, we're, we're talking about the Boston Tea Party moment. We're talking about the moment by which people realize that they're being enslaved. And that's what forcing things in people's body is. It's slavery. And actually, yeah. I want to ask you on that same point, you sent this over, and I, I want to get your comment on this. Uh, this is out of the state of Kansas, and this is actually really terrifying if it is what I think it is. So this basically, this is March 31st, 2022. It says, Dear Healthcare Provider, we have struggled over, you know, over the last two years. Uh, passive early treatment of COVID is no longer acceptable, acceptable or the standard of care. The standard of care is early treatment with FDA-approved medications regardless of their labeled uses. I'm going to skip down to the next highlighted part. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and fluvoxamine remain readily available and are historically well-tolerated. Hundreds of studies utilizing these medications as part of a multi-drug regimen used early and at correct dosages have a clear signal of significant efficacy that can no longer be dismissed. So they're admitting this right here. And then later down the, this last paragraph, it says, in consultation with the legal community, indications are that failure to treat will now be considered wanton disregard. As such, any perceived statutory immunity will be rendered invalid. What if Correct me if I'm wrong. This is basically now they are going to hold these healthcare providers criminally liable if they don't push mRNA vaccines and prescribe those first in lieu of some of these other treatments that we know are, are safe and effective. Am I misreading that? So it's written by a medical doctor that's also a state senator in Kansas. And he is basically saying that we've, had, we've been through hell and back with COVID 
and we will no longer tolerate late care only. That early treatment should be done even with medicines that have not been FDA studied and had their blessing yet, like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and I want to add budesonide is a valid option because Oxford University, Joe, this you may not be aware of this, Joe. When I broke the news that I had something that worked, budesonide, an inhaled yeah. steroid, which costs $3 a treatment that nobody's going to get rich off of, Big Pharma won't make a dime off of it because it's generic. Yeah. And it's so safe, it's used on two-pound premature babies in the NICU for decades. Those are as delicate a human as, as they are, and we don't bat an eye. And it's at every pharmacy on every corner in the United States, and it's in every hospital pharmacy, but people have been denied it by hospital doctors. And uh, it's unconscionable. When I did a, a video on America Can We Talk, five and a half million views in two weeks, YouTube pulled it because it was dangerous to the virus and to an agenda. And what's the agenda? Is to take down the United States, is to cause disability and disaster. And we could, and you can't get an emergency use authorization for a vaccine if there's an effective treatment already proven. Did you know that? No, you can't. And, I mean, so, yeah. and so I had something that was proven. Anthony Fauci recruits Ma Matthew McConaughey, an A-list actor, to do an interview on the internet. And McConaughey asks him, what about budesonide for COVID? And, and Fauci says, it's, in reality, Matthew, it's just a placebo. It doesn't really work. It doesn't offer any science. And then Oxford University shows in the STOIC trial and the principal trial, two randomized controlled trials, that 90% of hospitalizations, ER visits, and urgent care visits could be prevented with that one medicine, budesonide, used early against COVID. 90%, that's an A. And so that has continued to be suppressed. COVID is over but we still have the shots being pushed. That doesn't make sense. COVID is over, but they're pushing the mask and they're upset that it got taken down by a federal judge. Good for that federal judge, good on her. Thank, thank God somebody has common sense. And so I don't have to wear a mask on a plane anymore. But do you know they got a robot with a, with a camera going around the airport and DFW looking for people that are non-compliant non with masks. Did you know that they're doing that, Joe? No, but I don't that, wear masks in, their, in airports and I travel a lot. And they, they yeah, walked well, up they to got, me and said, put it on. I'm like, I'm not putting it on. Well, give me right, your- They got cameras. They got cameras now so they can make documentation. And, and I know what you think. I think the same, but where else do they have cameras? And then they take away your money out of your bank account is communist China. Yeah. Yeah, it's a credit system, social credit system. This, this is all about control. It's all about globalism, taking down the sovereignty of the United States. And it's really not Republican, Democrat, red, blue. This is about, are you? do you love your country and love your fellow citizens? Do you love your neighbor or, or are you going with a different agenda? That's what it comes, looks like to me, Joe. Well, I, I got to tell you, um, you know, hearing hearing what you have to say in, in your experiences and the things that you're doing uh, give us a great amount of hope right and I say I don't like hopium I like hope um, because it, it drives people together and I've often said that on one side you have communists and socialists and really evil people and the other side you have Americans it's no longer a Republican or Democrat environment because the, both parties have left the people behind and so we, we look at this as a, a, a human crisis of of uh, of character right and so as we as we start going down this path and we know the truth, how do we get budesonide? I mean, how? 
How do we give you budesonide in the hands of every American? How do we, how do we stop this? And, and by the way, they, they're right now in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, re-implementing mask mandates in Philadelphia. They're re-implementing it. Well, we know I'd say that, that. Right. I'd say that they're slow learners, apparently. But what they do in one part, they test, and then they try to roll it out across the entire country. I just don't think that the, that the Americans here now have an appetite for it. They just don't have an appetite for it. No, we're way over. We're over COVID as American people. All right. Well, we're, we're out of time, but I do want to thank you. And I'm going to give you the final word uh, before we wrap up. Um, and, and again, I, I, I want to say thank you very much for having the courage to stand up. I know that it, it is a, a, a great peril to you. Um, if they haven't attacked you fully, they probably will, um, just based on the fact that you're, you're, you're arming Americans with truth. And that's always dangerous to an evil regime. Yeah, you're right. So it, it was beyond uh, censorship. I had attacks through the to the medical board against my license three times that were proven to be bogus. I've had physical attacks where I was paralyzed for a moment when I was attacked. There have been, uh, but the bottom line is, if we all stand up and do and do our part and love our neighbor and help each other that will dispel this. And we're not helpless, we're not hopeless. Uh, there are treatment strategies for the next pandemic that comes because there probably will be another pandemic. I'm just reasoning. I think the evidence is there that there's probably another pandemic coming of a different disease. But we need to stick together, we need to take care of each other and we can make it through this. And don't swallow everything that people say. Think for yourself, you're an American. Absolutely. Dr. Richard Bartlett, thank you very much for coming on again. God bless you, and we will have you on again. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, thank you Dr. Bartlett. Thank, thank you very thank much. You. you know, as we, as, we, as we wrap up the show, I want to I tell you that I've tried to, to be a little bit more controlled and not get so angry at what I'm hearing, at least not visibly so you can see it, because I, I do recognize that some people can uh, handle things differently. I mean, they handle, they handle adversely differently. And seeing that the government is that evil and that the people in it are running an apparatus to hurt average everyday Americans and enslave them is more than most people can bear. Which is why I tell people that we have to learn to stand together. We have to learn to combine efforts with organizations that are looking, that are freedom driven and they're looking to restore order into their community. As we walk this pathway over the next couple months, as we go into uh, the primaries, and from primaries we go into the general election, we know that they have literally rigged every election across the United States. We know that the pandemic is absolute bullshit. Absolute. It's, it's not maybe it is. But they killed a million Americans. With, without one shot being fired, they killed a million Americans. And we know the mainstream media is creating confusion and they're, they're shocking your sensibilities and you're, they're making people wonder, like, what, what are we actually dealing with? And then they're attacking our children and they're, and they're trying to turn them and groom them into a lifestyle that stops them from being able to procreate. Just look at the, the, the symptom behind it. And they're opening our borders and they're letting millions of illegals, illegals, not undocumented, illegals into our country. And this is why I say that we have to work the problem. And the problem now is the ability to stand up and say no. 
No, you don't get to steal everything anymore. And no, we're not going to comply. And we do so by standing together as one group. And so that's what we do. We go out and we speak truth. And we need you to use your voice and become an ambassador for truth. We need you to find your God courage. As my brother from another mother, Kevin Jenkins, always says, God courage. And God courage is that thing where you will not be silenced. You know, they took us down from Twitch. They, they, they cut me off from Twitter. That piece of trash, Eric Coomer, literally gets up and sues me for, 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 for defamation. I didn't lie about anything. Then you have a judge that comes down and does what the judge does. You have judges that are ruling against people and attacking and persecuting people's businesses. You have governors like Polis in Colorado that are standing up and literally admonishing and inviting people to attack business owners when they stood up and said, I'm not closing my business. This is what evil does. And so we have to find a way to set aside our petty differences. Petty differences. Not controlled opposition differences, but petty differences. We set aside those differences. We get in the gap and we say, you know what? What you do to one of us, you do to all of us. We are Americans fundamentally. So when BLM decides to come back out, it should not be the police that have to stand there and get spit on. It should be thousands of Americans that come out and punch these communists flat in the face. And, and I, I mean that symbolically. Unless they do something to you, and then I don't mean symbolically. See, I do not, I do not want us to ever get to a place where we are violent, but we have let evil speak for far too long. We have let, le let evil create rhetoric and propaganda and, and basically infiltrate with their ideology our children. And where it leads is to the demise of our nation. And everything that the radical left has done and the right, the wolf in sheep's clothing and the rhinos, we'll call them rhinos, really they're radical leftists that are dressed up and lying to you about what they do for you. They are the controlled opposition. What they have done is that they have tried to take everything from you in pieces so that you don't know what to take back first. So I'm going to tell you what to take back and how to do it. We stand together. We speak truth. We are unapologetic about it. And when they, when they do come for us, when they do come for us and they decide to dox us and attack us and do those things, we use lawfare, we go after them, we protect our community, and we protect our businesses and other fellow Americans. And we get on the border because if they won't protect the border, we should protect the border. And you get a million Americans down there and we find a way to take back every part of our country and when they come to us and they say, you're the bad guy, we say, oh, no, we're not. And we stand up and we stand firm together. And we do not allow them to attack individuals in our community or businesses or anything else without a fair fight. And we don't play fair. So two ways to do it. Become a member of Conservative Daily Podcast. It's as little as $10. Do that. Help us spread truth. Help us be able to push truth out in different environments. You can go to conservative-daily.com and just become a member. The second part is, and this is equally as important. This is equally as important. Go to FEC United and become a member. By the way, we have a People's a Chamber of Commerce that we're launching across the country. We've almost got all the pieces together. I think, Mr. Producer, we have almost all the pieces together. We are so close. Yeah, and so, and by the way, uh, Conservative Daily and FEC United are not the same organization. We sponsor FEC United. I'm the founder of FEC United. But we have a commissioned app on FEC United. It's commissioned.global. And by the way, I just want to be really clear. I don't get paid 
to come in here and, and talk to you every day. I don't get paid. Do I get paid a penny? I don't get paid a penny. Not a dime. Yeah. I don't get paid a penny from FEC United. Every dollar that we have is to build out this law and policy center. Everything that we do is me unselfishly serving you. I wake up every morning. I go to bed every night. I do the things that are necessary. We have a team that literally works tirelessly. And we have thousands of volunteers that are literally out there saying, I'm going to walk door to door. And we don't get paid for it. No grifting here. We serve our community and we speak truth. And I'm under major, 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 major pressure. I just got fined $32,000. Right? And what you're saying is, is actually a really big deal, and I want, I want the listeners to understand that. When Joe says I don't get paid a dime for what I'm doing in FEC United or what he's doing here at Conservative Daily, that's 100% true. And I know a lot of you follow him. The amount of time that he spends to sit here and talk to you every day, to inspire you, to give you the information that most of the media – refuses to allow you to see that they're terrified of you seeing to tell you that you are the solution he does that every single day the amount of time he puts into this is massive and when we talk about doing the hard work joe's doing the hard work and we are here to tell you that it's time for you to start doing the hard work too and some of you are but individuals like joe joe has been blessed in a lot of ways but he has given up more than i've seen anyone in my life be willing to throw away just for the sake of People younger than him, generations that he doesn't know, and people that, frankly, don't directly uh, affect his life, you know, whatsoever. And it, it's frustrating seeing people, seeing Joe and seeing others like Joe and seeing the work that we try to do here. We, we try to raise awareness and get people to show up to things. People need to stop saying, I've got a soccer game to go to. I've got, I've got some church service. I've got my book club. This is, there, there are no spectators in this war. And we are at war. So it is, it is time to remove the illusion that there is a sideline that you can sit on because there is not one. And it is time for everyone to do the hard work. I agree 100%. And I, I want to tell you that yesterday I put something up on, on Telegram and uh, it was, a, it was a, a, a notice to President Trump. And that was this. Dear President Trump, God led us all differently to this place. Can't really explain in, in, in words, but here we are. We stood when you said stand. We stood courageously, and we have not wavered. Call us what we are, Americans. We stand with you as you stand for and with us. Until the end, warm regards, the remnant. We are the remnant. We are the William Wallaces. We are the, the Martin Luther Kings. We are. We are all of those things. And so when I tell you, when, when, when Dr. Richard Bartlett comes on here and says peptides, 1,200 articles about snake venom, and people go, oh, that's total BS. I say, do not call anything BS that you don't know if you're not willing to do the hard work and recognize the controlled opposition does not want you looking underneath the covers. And our government apparatus is infected with a cancer, with an evil so diabolical that they would kill a million Americans, ignore things that help Americans, while trying to tell you nothing to see here. We are at war. But we are stronger than them. They are weak. And if they were not weak, they would not try to use a virus to try and steal this nation. They would not try to steal elections if they were not weak. 
They are weak and we are strong. And we are stronger together than we are apart. So set aside your petty differences. Join me at the, at the gates. Join me in the gap. I'm going to, uh, um, I leave, I think, on Thursday. I'm headed to the, the Devil's Playground. I'm going up to Portland. You are all leaders. And, and giving up things, I gave up nothing. I didn't walk up a hill two miles with a cross on my back, being beaten and flogged and have a, a, a crown of thorns put on me. I didn't do that. So anything short of actually giving up my life to give you life, is, 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 it's fine with me. I wasn't making it out of this life alive anyway. None of us are. Be defined by character, not by reputation. Stand up and think for yourself and be an ambassador of truth. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us at Rumble. Um, we are going to go live on Frank's speech, probably not till tomorrow, correct, Apollo? Most likely not, but I'm going to confirm. Yeah, we, so might, we might be going I, out. I have, I have something going on today. So 5 o'clock, we, we're going to do 5 today. Okay. All right. But um, guys, listen, s- stand in the gap. You can watch us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Clout Hub, and Frank Speech. If you, if you want to follow us, you can follow us at True Social, at Joe Oltman, and at Conservative Daily. And you can follow us. You just can't. We can't post anything yet. So you can find us on True Social and follow us. Yeah. Uh, we're also on Telegram. Uh, these are the direct links. You can find Joe at Joe Altman and us at Conservative Daily. Um, and if you want to follow us um, on the audio version, you go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. And we're on like a thousand other places. Go there. Give us a five-star review. And if you like what you hear, please share it with someone that needs to hear it. If you need a reminder when we go live, you could text the word 89517 or text the word FREEDOM to 89517. Um, and you can also sign up in the description below. Uh, to get our newsletter. And one of the reasons why I explained yesterday we do faxing is because they have to print it off and they have to read it. That's why we do it. That's a technology that they have still in Congress as they talked about not having the proper apparatuses. That's the way they still get their information. So that's why we do it. We do send letters to Congress as well from time to time and we do mail drops. So we'll drop big letters of, you know, 50,000 letters to on the desk of the congressional office. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. We, uh, pray We're going to pray. Yeah, we are definitely going to pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to come together as friends, as family, as the remnant. Father, thank you for all the blessings that you've bestowed upon us in our lives. Thank you for the opportunity to raise children, raise your children. Thank you for the opportunity to live in such a beautiful country as the the country we have. Father, please help us that we may protect this country and may honor those that have actually served and sacrificed to give us the free nation we once had. Father, help us to get past all of the evil that is before us and defeat that evil. Give us the courage. Give us your courage to stand up to tyranny, to stand up to bad people, to stand up to the evil that has penetrated and infected our society and our communities. Father, please tell, help us as we go about our day that we may honor you and we may serve in the light of Jesus. We say all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, there you go. Follow us. God wins in the end. We know how it ends. We know how the ending ends, but we also know that faith without works is dead. So do the hard work, become an ambassador for truth, and we'll see you tonight at five. God bless you.